0: listener yeah you I'm talking to you are you tired of searching all over the internet for just the right podcast well moose media inc has got you covered if it's the horror and the macabre that sends chills up your spine the moose's monster Mash is the show for you or if you prefer hearing stories from pop culture icons of the past present and future Bullspit with moose has your name written all over it just give me a follow over on twitter at the handle moose media inc and if there's not an episode between those two shows that you like that twitter account is backed by a double your money back guarantee and that my friends is no Bullspit.
1: Hey, this is Luke Hawker from Krampus, and you're listening to Moose's Monster Mash.
0: This Moose brings to me horrifying days of Christmas, and as your final gift this season, let's kick season three off right with a truly legendary guest. Today's guest, well, whether it's from werewolves, mutants, a killer St. Bernard, or little hairballs from outer space, always seems to be running, but has made time to sit down with us today. So, let's not waste any more time, let's not bury the lead. Please welcome the lovely, the legendary, Miss D. Wallace.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm very glad to be here with you.
0: How's everything going? How's life?
1: Life is busy. (laughs) Very, very busy. But that's the way I like it. You know, I just, I'm a crazy creating fool.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you're not just always running in your roles. You're running in life. I mean, we booked this interview out, I think, two months in advance. (laughs)
1: yeah my apologies for that but um i think i've been doing films and conventions in five different states over the last eight weeks
0: oh i believe it i mean you you you're in high demand
1: well i i work very hard to keep it coming in you know (laughs) Uh, you know i have a whole healing practice and boy i really apply my own work and uh and the work works when you do it. So stuff just keeps rolling in and that's the way I like it.
0: Does, does it ever blow your mind, you know, being this like Midwest girl now this ha- has become this like like mega superstar?
1: Does it has it gone in my head?
0: Well, that not really gone to your head, but do, do you ever like sit back and just be like How did this happen? Like, I was just this girl from Kansas, and now here I am.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I don't ask myself that because I know how it happened. We create everything. We create everything by choosing what we want and by holding that intention and just feeling really, really good about it and loving what we do. So that's what I – I didn't know that consciously when I started, and I know it consciously now. That's why my my, um, sixth book, Born, Giving Birth to a New You, has just come out, so I could simply and concisely, with a lot of fun, tell people – how to create everything in their lives my assistant said to me my god the the only reason people need to read this book is your life (laughs)
0: she's
1: just she said i'm 26 and i'm trying to keep up with you every day you know i think the biggest thing is you've just got to love you've got to love what you do and then it wants to come play with you you know
0: see and I, i definitely need to check out that uh check out your new book
1: well, anybody that wants to manifest more in their lives easily should check out the new book.
0: I finally had the chance to meet you this summer at Crypticon, Kansas City. Yeah, and that that was a blast. That that, that had been a, a bucket list item for me for a while, and I just oh, I, I kept missing you, you at uh, conventions. I was like, "Dang it!" You know, just getting to watch your interactions with fans was just phenomenal. I mean. You, why well you know, when you watch your movies you, you always tend to play this like you know this mother figure and now when you see you see you in real life that, that's kind of the interaction you have with fans you have this very caring very just
1: well it's real i really do care for my fans and i have incredible wonderful you know I talk to some actors and they go, Oh, yeah, I got to go do this freaking convention this weekend. And I, I go, Wow, I get to go experience all this love. <laughs> yeah. Because it really is a love fest, right? Yeah. Between I mean... all of us. That's what we're sharing with each other. And if that's your intention, then you get a lot more of it.
0: And that's kind of where I was going with it it was it made all the like mother roles that you've played that much more genuine seeing how you <laughs> interact in real life because yeah it is very much whoever is standing in front of you at a table they have your full undivided attention at that moment and it, it is just it, 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 it's so great to watch
1: Well thank you I, I appreciate that feedback. I, I really do, and I, I'm i glad that you see that because, you know, the fans pay a lot of money to get into those things. They pay a lot of money for the merchandise. Actually, it's your signature that they're paying for, you know, and they they deserve stories. They deserve your full-on attention. That's our great opportunity. Oh, to yeah, give back to them because they've supported us so much.
0: Before I dig into your horror career, you're in one of my favorite movies of all times, and I, I want to see if you have any uh, fun stories from that. And it was Rockadoodle.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Rockadoodle. Well, you know, that's all voiceover stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I had a lot of fun developing the character and um, being silly. I don't know. I don't remember anything specific because it's such a different venue, you know, when you just do voiceovers.
0: So yeah, out of your uh, repertoire, that one kind of stands out as the, uh, you know, the oddball of the group, and. Like I, I've I've loved that movie since I was a kid, and it is weird. I didn't even put two and two together when I was standing at your table. I, I, I was doing the research for this episode. I was like,
1: "Crap!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's you know, it's definitely not one that I get asked about a lot. <laughs> but that's okay. We all know you're weird, honey. It's okay.
0: <laughs> I, I say anyone who listens to the show knows I'm pretty. uh <laughs> uh, I, i'm a little out in left field it's all right you know you end up with this stellar horror career you know and not just horror movies in general but you've really carved a niche in the horror community and let's go all the way back to hills have eyes and i i found something interesting when i was looking into the character development for that movie y- your character's listed as the only sane woman was that presented to you on the set at all like in the character description on set or is that just something that's come up later that people are like no "No, this is the only sane person in the movie
1: yeah that's a lot of people you know deciphering and reading stuff into stuff and yeah kind of like et was A religious film, and E.T. was, you know, (laughs) yeah, no, no, nothing to that guy. Sorry to disappoint you.
0: (laughs) E.T. was about an alien. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But E.T. was about a lot of the principles of love that were taught, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the good book. But no, no conscious effort to... Make a, a commentary about e t. being Christ. No, <laughs> so no. the hills have eyes, no, it was look, this is what the hills have. It was a low budget film that gave almost everybody in it their first major role in a film. So we were just happy that we were in a film, and we were we were getting to do the work we wanted to do. Very low budget, we shot in the desert. We all stayed in one trailer, dear God, and I remember the night the bathroom broke. Uh, you know it was it was a tough shoot because they were having us drive from l a all the way out to the desert, and finally, my husband said, "Honey, it's too dangerous you You just gotta." You know, you're not getting paid that much, but we got to get you a Motel 6 or something. So that's <laughs> what we did. So I I stayed in a motel just so I could get enough sleep.
0: The ratings board originally wanted to give it an X rating, which I thought was fascinating because then it wouldn't even have made theaters. It would have made like the, well, it would have made some theaters, but. Well,
1: you know, it was the late 70s, dude, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it would
0: have made some theaters now it would
1: be PG right <laughs> Right. As I say, in
0: comparison to some it's definitely uh, PG PG 13 but you know it's just like wow an X rating really I
1: I don't remember <clears throat> honestly I don't remember if there were scenes that they cut out of it um, that were more graphic I just don't remember it's too freaking long ago but um you know, I think it was probably because of the violence.
0: Potentially, and it's weird because you know, you look at that, like you said, compared to now, it is so tame.
1: Well, you know, time marches on. I'm not sure in a more positive way. <laughs> um, you know, I I think I think we have to get back to some of our more basic values. I know we have to get back to love and respect for each other. I mean, dear God, look what's going on in our world. Right. It's not okay. And and it's not going to give us the world we want <clears throat> or the world that we that our kids can mature in, for sure. So, you know, there are a lot of um I think Argument to be made for um, keeping and losing uh, a lot of those values.
0: Well, and that can circle us actually back ahead to uh, E.T. Because what I always picked up from E.T. was it it was a story about the outsider, you know, the, 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 the different person. And you had this kid in this family who loved him no matter what. You know, it didn't matter what he looked like. It didn't matter that he's different. They loved him.
1: Well, you see, in kids, that's the way they approach everybody until we teach them differently.
0: Right. You know, know? and, you know, It's the
1: adults that were afraid of him. Right. It's the adults that wanted to control him. The kids wanted to bring him in and take care of him.
0: Oh, yeah. The kids wanted to be friends. The kids wanted to, you know... Basically, have them be part of the family.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, be as a little child, enter the kingdom of heaven. That's kind of what they were talking about there. And no, I'm not terribly religious. But I I know that brain science and spirituality and religion are basically saying the same thing. Whatever you focus on, that's what your reality of your life is going to be. Oh, I agree. And, uh, well, they've proven that they've yeah. proven it over and over and over and over and over again, uh, scientifically, right? So the kids were focused on love and the adults were focused on fear. And you had the two worlds of that, um, coming together. And of course the love won out, didn't it?
0: Yeah. And that's sadly about where we are today. Yeah. And it's.
1: Well, I'm claiming that the love's going to win, baby.
0: Well, it's interesting that, you know, we've grown up on so many of these movies that have shown us to be accepting and the consequences of not being accepting. And yet. And yet. Here here we we are. are. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, we've heard it forever, you know. Peter Pan, think happy thoughts, and then you fly. Wizard of Oz, you had the power all along, Dorothy. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to get where you want to go, right? E.T., keep your heart open. You get back to the home of where you want to be. But we don't get it. We don't live it. Uh, Some of us do. Some of us... um, Take religion and other things, um, and I believe misunderstand it. Misunderstand the messages that is saying, okay, this gives you the right to judge people, even though it says judge not. It's it's kind of crazy to watch what what's going on. Oh yeah, in the name of religion and God, you know. Um, And um, what's the biggest thing God taught?
0: Love. Right.
1: Love. Think only on these things. Love, peace, joy. Because as science says, whatever you focus on, that's what your life's going to become. It's pretty simple, guys. And, you know, tying that into the horror films, uh, do you know horror films are great? They actually strengthen your DNA. They help you deal with anxiety. Um, they they create positive hormones that are released. You know, I, I started doing studies about this when my daughter was younger, and she always wanted to watch the scary parts in the movies, like, In um, A Little Mermaid, she always wanted mommy, lady get big part, lady get where Ursula gets all big and scary and horrifying. Well, and then I found out, yeah, Disney puts a scary person in all their films because it gives a child an ability to powerfully handle and learn to handle their fear in a safe place. Well, what the hell do you think we're doing when we go see a scary movie? We're doing the same thing, right? You know, and I, I'm telling you, I don't know any scary movie that I've ever seen that's scarier than what's happening in our world right now.
0: I say at this point, it's life imitating art. So, let's jump into. Uh, I would like to get your thoughts on Thirteen Fanboy.
1: No, oh, have you seen it?
0: I have not.
1: Oh, you! You should see it. I'm going to see it. Everybody should see it. It's really an homage to all the Friday the 13th pictures. A little more graphic than the movies I usually do. Um, I fell in love with Deborah Voorhees. I think it's a very well-made, independent film. And I just... I love the the concept. Um, When she sent me the script, I went, oh my God, I can't believe nobody's done this idea before, where we're all playing ourselves, stalked by this real stalker in our lives. And of course, there's all kinds of twists and turns that you don't know are coming eventually. And um, it's a good ride. It's a good ride. Everybody should go stream it right now. The Nest is a good ride.
0: As I, as I, I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, and, and you know, I had about the same reaction. I was like, this premise is amazing. And yeah. then I, I just got slammed with stuff, and I'm like, man, I need to sit down and watch this damn movie. <laughs> and The Nest
1: the Nest is a great homage to all the the old insect films. Yes. You know? It's really well done, really well acted, and creepier than hell. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I've still got um, Critter's Attack on sci-fi. Um, so I've got a, a lot going on. And in the middle of all the horror movies, a beautiful little Christmas movie for Hallmark that's on November 18th. <laughs> so I, I'm happy that I get to do everything. You know? uh,
0: so, yeah, you're, you're definitely a well-rounded actress. You know, it, it, It's you're not just in horror. You're not just in, you know, you, you haven't gotten pigeonholed into, like, a certain genre.
1: Yeah, and I did for a while after E.T. It's like, oh, she plays the sweet mom, right?
0: <laughs> Let's get so D. D we need a mom. Let's get D.
1: Wallace. Yeah, seriously, you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. No, so I see, I seen why, the.
0: I say see, I seen your credit list. It's mom, 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 mom. I'm like, Damn. yeah, but the mom <laughs> in Cujo
1: isn't anywhere near the mom in ET. No, you know, I mean there are moms and then there are mothers. Right. You know?
0: <laughs> and she was a mother.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donna was
0: fierce. Yeah, I'd also like to get your thoughts because you've been in a few of Rob Zombie's movies.
1: Yeah. Love Rob.
0: How would you describe his directing style? Because, you know, with the uh, Monsters reboot coming out, there's, you know, th- there's that whole back and forth with always oh, going to ruin it. I personally am looking forward to his take on oh, the Monsters. Geez.
1: There's with the judgment already. I- exactly. You know, take your judgment and stick it, guys. I'm so sick of all the judgment in this world. <laughs> Go see it. If you don't like it, Okay. Don't but don't it. judge it before it even comes out. I thought he did a great job with Halloween. No, it wasn't a remake. It was a Rob make. And I like that's that. why he is Rob Zombie because he puts his stamp on everything he does. I love the guy, I love working with him. He's he's as far as I'm concerned, a genius. He knows exactly what he wants. And yet, he's open to giving everybody uh, the freedom that they should have in order to bring all their creative ideas to life. And that's when you really create magic on the set, is when everybody feels like they have permission to bring their input in.
0: From watching the movies, he seems like somebody who would uh, be open to, you know, actor, uh, character development.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, when he sent me Three from Hell and the part of Greta, I wrote him back and I went, oh, my God, Rob, I have to play this part. But I have to look like shit. I have to dye my hair dark. (laughs) No makeup. Could I have horn rim glasses? And... There was a small pause in the email, and then he wrote back, "Okay." He's <laughs> so, like, "I want to play
0: this role, but this is how I picture her."
1: <laughs> yeah, and he got it, you know. I mean, there aren't a lot of major lead actresses that would allow themselves to look like shit like that.
0: <laughs> no, I so say generally, if you're playing, you know, lead, you want you you don't necessarily want to be dolled up, but you want to. You, you don't want to look grungy.
1: Oh, you got to be the character. Yeah. Bottom line, you just got to be the character. And if you're not, you're not serving, you're not doing your job. Right.
0: And, and that's what makes the Rob Zombie movies so well, so great, rather, is that the characters are believable because the people are the characters. And, you know, getting an inside look at that, you know, approach. That that's awesome.
1: Yeah. He's he's amazing to work with. I I just absolutely love him.
0: I I know we're gonna have to wrap up soon, but I I wanna ask, is there any like dream role that you have before you uh decide to eventually retire?
1: Yes, I have always wanted to play a nun that is honestly and without any bias really questioning her faith and really wanting to find out the truth. Hmm. Don't ask me why. I'm not Catholic. (laughs) But I think because of my healing work, I've just always really been called to that.
0: I'd watch that movie.
1: Well, let's get it made then.
0: Right. Right. We need a writer. Uh, So what upcoming projects uh, do you have?
1: Uh, Campfire we haven't shot yet, yes. Um, Jeepers Creepers will be coming out. Um, Just did a sci-fi movie called Homestead, which I have a little cameo part in. And there's something else that I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, and my my Hallmark film that I mentioned, yeah, called "Every Time a Bell Rings," and my book. That's enough coming out for one person in it.
0: So <clears> you <throat> you definitely have a lot coming out. Where can people find? Uh, where can people get your book?
1: Um, it's available for pre-order right now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can go to my website if you want a personalized copy and order that. Uh, or there's a link that will take you to all the links for Barnes & Noble and Amazon.
0: So pick up D. Wallace's new book, wherever books are sold, or pre-order it now and guarantee your book, and go to our website and get a personalized copy, because why not?
1: Yes, which is IamDWallace.com.
0: Uh, aside from your website, are you on Facebook or anything like that where listeners can find you?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Instagram is at the D Wallace Twitter is at D underscore Wallace and Facebook is just D Wallace.
0: Awesome. And listeners, I'll link those in the episode description, like always for easy access. And
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: You know, and you guys can like always find me and other great podcasters at electronic media or on Twitter at Moose Media Inc. D this has been fantastic. I was glad we were able to, uh, get this, uh, knocked out
1: yes thank you for your tenacity <laughs> oh
0: so you got to put in the work right
1: <laughs> you know that's how the universe works you gotta just say i'm committed to doing this and then it happens maybe two months later but it happened
0: <laughs> hey uh, i was just happy to get it on the books like yeah i had ear to ear grin for like a week after we uh <laughs> got it uh after everything was locked in I couldn't stop smiling.
1: <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, I'm very happy I could bring some joy to your little <laughs> life, darling.
0: I can't thank you enough for it. I mean, it's it, it's the perfect way to kick off this next season and, you know, I got to spend time with D Wallace. So, I mean, who can complain, right?
1: <laughs> oh, nobody listens anyway, baby. <laughs> We might as well just go out and be happy, and and just see the world that we want, and you know, start creating it that way, right?
0: Right. So. All right. Thanks again for coming on, and love to have you on again sometime in the future. Once, you know, we, you know, we'll talk some more about your newer stuff, and.
1: Yep. Well, I'm I'm a busy little creator, so there'll be stuff to talk about. For oh, sure. for sure. <laughs> all right, my love. Thank you, and and much love to all your listeners and fans out there. We love you, and just go be happy.
0: Until next time, Horror Hounds, mash on. This has been Moose's Monster Badge. Come back for chills and thrills if you dare. <laughs>